This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, children are allowed. Plus, Biz turns lemons into profit, Teresa has a toddler daycare update, and we talk to Lisa Roth, the creative mind behind the Rockabye Baby music series. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Teresa. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Was kind of tough. It was rough. For you. Yeah. And for all of us. Who had to listen to me. Who had to me. listen to you. <laughs> no. Who were right there with you. Yeah. Okay? And yeah, there's not you. a single person out there with a child who has not done some degree of leaving their child yeah, somewhere for the go. first time. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, the let go moment. Yeah. You know, and I, I really do. It's daycare, grandparents, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is a heart jerker. Yeah. So I would like to know. I'd like to take my finger and stick it deep into your wound. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm okay. It was, that was like the anticipating sending him last week was the hardest part for sure. Like once game day showed up, (laughs) I totally mommed up and we did it, you know? But yeah, it was the lead up into it that was really the hardest for me. And then, you know, and then once I was there, I was just like, well, this is what, you know, we're doing this. And, um, it actually went really well. I think I have like a, I want to say a compliment your preschool. Nice. <laughs> because, um, I don't know, they just, they're just so, I just really felt like everybody at that school was looking out for Oscar yeah, last week. Nice. Like, I feel like ev- not just, like his teachers were great. They texted me pictures during the day. So nice. Letting me know how he was doing. And, yeah. um, and then like when I would come pick him up, I seriously got updates about him from like Basically, every teacher I saw, like even teachers who aren't his teacher, like, you know, Simon's teachers from last year saw him around the school and stopped and like picked him up and chatted with him. And like his teachers brought him one day to have snack with Simon in Simon's classroom, which was like, I mean, it was just all these things that I just really felt like were really above and beyond what I would have expected. And so that was a really good feeling. But I mean, he did. He cried fair amount and it was hard and sad and then like the last few days he's been you know extra clingy and like sleep interruptions and we're just going through all that stuff so I have every reason to believe that this week is probably going to be a little bit of a rough week again just because you know it's going to take a while for us (laughs) to get used to this this. again he's going to be like what I know what's going on he's going to be like I thought this was over yeah Yeah, because he's done He's three days a week, and it's three days in a row. Yeah. So, like, at the end, you know, he's he's got, like, four days Between. of just, like, okay, that was just a distant past thing. Like, that's never... <laughs> they could gonna, never do that again. It's probably they? never going to yeah, happen. It's fine. <laughs> but he's having fun there, yeah. too. So, I feel... I feel really, I guess I feel like I'm still kind of in it, but, like, I feel good. I feel like it's all playing out, like, the best case scenario. That's you know what I mean? That's good. I will say, I want to just bring up, you said something to me before the show started where you were like, but it's still making you sort of like emotionally oh, raw yeah. to Hyper everything Hyper emotional about everything. Which I think is, I, yeah. I just want to point that out because I, you know, I think as parents and as people with anything, but any big decision that is emotionally hard for us yeah. happens, you can kind of forget that that could 
pop up in the most weird ways and unexpected totally. ways in other parts of your life. It's sort of like uh, getting like this, doing something super dramatic with your hair. And I remember my mother being like, you need to go look in the mirror for like, I think I've even said this example before. You need to go look in the mirror a lot today so that later when you're walking down the street and you catch your reflection, it doesn't like surprise you. you. Out. <laughs> right. You know? But I, because it, that kind of stuff can catch you off guard. So yeah. I, it's, yeah. Well, definitely. I'm, and I think like alongside that, not just hyper emotional about stuff, but like everything just feels hard right now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like nothing is there's not anything bad happening right now, but like just my <laughs> daily life of like what I need to yeah. accomplish feels like overwhelming in a yeah. way that it didn't two weeks ago, which is strange because in theory, I have more help right, right. now than I did before. But I think my like my whole like my whole brain is just like yeah. getting adjusted to yeah. all this change and it does it takes a toll it's like Dude, the whole thing you know it's fucking hard thank you it's hard it is hard everybody I'm gonna throw that out early everybody's doing a good job you guys are seriously doing really, such a good job like yeah a million ways this is hard yeah uh well, how are you i'm okay this weekend, just gonna, I'm just going to share a cute story. Oh, great. We, we've had a couple of heavy shows. Yeah. So we're just going to, today's just going to be kind of cute. Awesome. Uh, Katie Bell had a play date this weekend over at the house. Mm-hmm. I fucking love play dates because they just go do their own thing. Nice. It's the best. Is this the age when parents stop coming to play dates or did oh, that yeah. already happen? Well, I always, when does I, that happen? Uh, now for sure. But okay. I will say I always throw that out when even back in the uh, pre-K when she was like four, her friends were like mm-hmm. four. I would always tell the parents, you know, if, you know, Katie Bell would like to have so-and-so over. And if you, if your child is comfortable with it, mm-hmm. you can go do something. Yeah. You don't have to be here. If yeah. you'd like to be here, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. But now... You know, the people that we invite over are pretty much, yeah, bye. Because cool. <laughs> their kid is comfortable with us. Yeah. Anyway, so apparently we're a magical house because the last time this little girl came over, I guess we made some cookies or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, go to town, trash this cookie dough. I don't yeah. think, I think it was like literally store-bought rollout, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, that sounds so fun, big, though. Big, big That sounds head. awesome. Uh, so this time I was like, oh, you guys want to do a lemonade stand? <gasps> Because they're totally old yeah. enough to do a lemonade stand. Amazing. So I gave them poster board and I wrote out lemonade and they did the signs. And they were like, so here's the difference between like five and six. Five was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This it was like, you draw these lemons. I'll draw this letter. You draw this letter. You draw this letter. Like they were Ooh. very good at like exchanging yeah. uh, the responsibilities. And then I was like, do you guys know how to make lemonade? And they're like, yeah, you squeeze lemons. It was like. Well, that's one way. But let me introduce to you lemonade concentrate. Yeah. Shake it out of the can, ladies. Uh, so we made the lemonade. I set their table up, chairs mm-hmm. out in front of the dates on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I realized I probably should hang out yeah. <laughs> on the porch. Yeah, I was going to say, just... old enough to do a lemonade yeah. stand, not old enough to do it alone. Yeah, yeah. There's like <laughs> some haggling. This is what we... So I sat on the porch, which is just far enough away for them to like not pay attention to me. Right. Which was great. Yeah. And and I felt very mom-like, like reading my library book while they were doing the lemonade yeah. stand. Uh, so the first car to drive by, I love this, was like, 
three kind of like, I don't know, 20-something-year-old dudes, like nice car, the music and the bass pumping, mm-hmm. and they kind of see the stand, and they kind of slow down, and one of them, they park at the end of the street, so I mm-hmm. can't see them, but I see the guy get out of the car, young guy comes over and just hands them money and then leaves. And, Whoa. And I was like, I was like, hey, yeah. no lemonade? He's like, no. And I was like... Just support, I was like just supporting the entrepreneurial spirit. And he yeah. was like, "Yes, ma'am." And anyway, he goes to get to the car, and it's like ten dollars. He's giving them ten dollars, oh and it's the God. best ever because I'm like, there. I think there are two camps in the world. Right. There are people who have said to themselves, "If I ever see kids selling fucking lemonade, yeah. I'm stopping." Yeah. And then there's the other camp who's like, "Whatever, right?" Yeah. We, I, and like this kid clearly had come into had you know was at some stage in his life where he was making money and he want you know yeah. like and that triggered it yeah the rest of the day was just like i think we had four people actually buy lemonade they all tipped <laughs> on right. the 25 cent lemonade of course those yeah. girls fucking walked with seven bucks each oh and that's they, so cute. yeah and they were like super pumped it was it was very cute it felt very like i have kids it was like a check off list of like some sort of stereotypical mom parent moment completely yeah anyway so that was fun awesome that's it it was good. And what was nice about having them outside during that whole time was uh, we didn't run into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which was how loud children can be. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. I don't think the question is how loud children can be. Mm-hmm. I think it is children are loud. They're loud. They are just loud. They're loud. Are your children loud? Oh, yeah. They're loud. <laughs> My children are loud. Yeah. I, but you know what? This is actually, I'm just saying this to you right now, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this does not fall into one of those camps where people are trying to, like, outdo each other as parents a little bit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people are like, my kid loves vegetables. Yeah. My kid loves vegetables. Uh, yeah. We're eating, you know, this, you know? Like, we're like, my child slept through the night. My child yeah. slept through the night. No one's like. Or even the talking thing. Like, right, oh, right. my kid won't stop. Oh, my kid won't we'll stop, stop talking. talking either, it's like, right? like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's always that, right? Yeah. But, but in this particular case, no, no one's like. Everybody's just like at a, a general yeah. agreement. Yeah, they're fucking loud, <laughs> right? That's it. Uh, so I I had a few thoughts, at least in our house, mm-hmm. of how children are loud. Oh, like the different ways yeah, children can be loud. Yeah, I have some different ways children can be loud. <laughs> All right, I thought I would. Share. Let's hear it. Okay, one uh, is the loud uh, in speaking to you from room to room. Oh yeah. Okay, mama. Like it's the mm-hmm. it's the yelling because they don't want to come in and have the conversation with you. Can I just say something yeah. about that really quick? Yeah. I grew up in a house where we just did that all the yeah. time. We would yell to each yeah. other from the other part of the house, yes. and that was totally normal. Right. And so I didn't know that that was like an obnoxious thing that somebody <laughs> could do until I moved in with Jesse, and I would be like yelling to him <laughs> from another room, like, "Hey, right. you know, like, hey, uh, the blah blah blah," and he's like. He would just be quiet, and then yeah. he would, like, walk out very slowly <laughs> and be like, what's going on? 
<laughs> and I like gradually fi- figured out like, oh, not everybody likes to just scream from across the house. You know what? You're right. I find myself doing it a lot more. And Stefan will be like, we don't yell from room mm-hmm. to room, right? And so, yeah, we have the same sort of thing. But now that both kids have entered a new like level of loud, I too am like, I am not gonna sit here. I scream. I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm like, Katie Bell, do you think you can hear me? If I have to scream like this, then you cannot hear me. We are not gonna scream from room to room again. Like setting the best example ever. And then like every week, every week this comes out of my mouth. We'll no longer be answering you mm-hmm. when you're talking to us from another room. Yeah. And then like two days later, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, Katie Bell, your shoes are in the closet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like. So there's that. So, sorry, I have yeah, one please, more. I have to. Please, okay. Please. Simon has been doing this thing probably for the last, ugh, I want to say, month, maybe two months. It is the worst thing ever. He goes, okay, so <laughs> from the other room, mommy, <laughs> mommy, like that. It's it's like demonic. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. It's awful. <laughs> and like I started by like, Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this. This yeah. is. I really don't like the way you're right. talking to me. I don't like the way you're calling me. Like, let's see if you can say like, I, repeat after me, mommy. Yeah. Because you still have. He right. still has to call for me sometimes, like from his bed. I'd rather he call for me than like right. get up out of bed and come all the way out. So we practice a little bit, but like he's. It's not setting in. So sure. like he's still doing it. And so I find myself just screaming back at him, try again! <laughs> <laughs> or, or worse, last night I just went, nope! <laughs> I just yelled nope right back at him. Yeah, see? So we're creating this. We're just making it worse. We're making it worse. Yeah. It's like, don't talk to me that way, Katie Bell. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, exactly. That is so good. Thank you. So, yep. Uh, that's one that's way. One. That's one way the whole family can be loud together. Really, it is. Really, yeah. a way. We all as really a get together and do that. <laughs> do it. And if you have animals in your house as well, that just adds to that uh, level of. Okay. Two, someone other than a family member, like an immediate family member, like your mother, your, your mom or dad mm-hmm. or sibling, has just entered the room. Mm. It could be a relative, like a grandmother or grandfather or mm-hmm. aunt. Or a friend. Yep. And then a new level of loudness. Now, Katie Bell's going through this where, like, when her grandparents come over or a friend comes over, she she just talks, like, in the loudest voice. And she's yeah. so excited. And she's just yeah. so loud. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable. And then with that, there's, like, a little sub-genre sub of... Two friends have gotten together and they're just shrieking. Yeah, they're just like I mean, like I hate to be yeah. a stereotype here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Ellis will be like when he is six, mm-hmm. but two six-year-old girls mm-hmm. make the most amazing piercing, screaming like joy sound that is like shattering glass. Mm-hmm. It is so loud and piercing. I, I actually have no. I'm nodding, yeah. but I don't really actually know what so that is. Not, Unless, well, except I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> sure I was in it when I was little. And then there is what I like to call just conversational loud. Mm, yeah, that's the one. The the one that we deal with the most. Yeah, where they're just talking to us really right. loud, like yeah. at the dinner table. Yeah. And then I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that you got Yeah. And you're just like, I, I am right here. Yeah. You're yelling. Hey. I'm right here. Yeah. Hey, Katie. Yeah. You're being really loud. Yeah. I'm going to need you to bring it down because you're loud. Do you, could you talk to me in your normal voice? <laughs> where, where am I? Where am I? I'm right here. How close are we? Do you need to scream to get Does my attention? Does that work? Does she calm down and... No. No. Not, here's, the, here's the truth. But even for like... None of it works. None of it works. I'm beginning yeah. to wonder if it's at all possible yeah. to do anything with yeah. it. Because it's just like this thing that comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Quiet down. Yeah, I you know. You need to bring your voice so down. So she's probably not even hearing you at this point. Well, that's a whole just, other show. My yeah. child's not listening to me. No, but like, <laughs> but yeah, but like, you yeah. know, just the idea that like, they just keep hearing them themselves being told to be quiet oh, all yeah. the time. It's like, they, oh yeah, whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. But like, she's like a six-year-old. She's like a child loud. Yeah. But then, because she was not loud as a baby, per se, in the way that I've heard parents talk about their kids making like loud noises, mm-hmm. and then Ellis came along, you know, like, yeah. Ellis was a loud screamer. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ellis, there's like a baby toddler loud where they start to learn they can make noises. Yeah. So they just scream. They just vocalize. They it's vocalize. Like, yeah. Loud. And it's loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's really loud. And it's not yeah. just uh, verbal. It's not just like a volume. Yeah. They're stomping. Cable sounds like a grown herd of elephants <laughs> coming through the house. Oh, I know. When they're just like walking. Yeah. Isn't that weird? They're just walking. Simon does that too. He's like, I mean, it's it's worse if he's like skipping or running. Yeah. But like, like, so the faster he's going, the louder it is. But like, it doesn't, he's wearing like socks yeah. or, or just barefoot. And it's, it's so loud. It's like the so whole loud. house is shaking. Yeah. It's, it's crazy loud. And it's always, a lot of it seems <laughs> to generate... Around Ellis's bedtime. Uh-huh. So, like, Ellis is asleep, yeah. and it's like, yeah. Katie Bell's going to the bathroom that's, like, yeah. next to the bedroom, and she just stomps. Yeah. It's so loud. You know what? I have to tell you something. Yeah. I got so tired, because, you know, Simon doesn't nap on the weekends yeah. with us, but Oscar does. I got so tired of telling Simon to be quiet and yeah. noticing that like it had no impact whatsoever and it was just making me feel miserable mm. that I just stopped saying it yeah I think it all the time but it doesn't make a difference yeah. and it's like I just go oh well if he wakes up I mean if he's doing something like right. earth shattering like, yeah if there's something I can ask him to stop doing yeah. like I will do that but like just the constant like shh remember like oh your brother's yeah. just like oh shh yeah I've just stopped doing it I just said, fuck it. If the fuck fucking it. kid wakes up, he wakes up. I can't live like this. Yeah. yeah. Because it's impossible. It, I think it's right. You either go, you leave with them. Right. right. Or you have somebody take them and do something else. Yeah. Or you just live with it. Yeah. Or you just live with it. Is there is there any noise that you just can't do? Is there anyone that gets you more than anything else? Well, for me, it's actually one of my dogs that is the ah, problem. Like, when so everybody's being loud and then one of my dogs starts barking. Yeah. There's this, both of my dogs bark, but one of them has this bark that, like, drills into my brain and um. makes me, I mean, it totally makes me freak out. Yeah. It's so loud. Um when that happens, that's when I really lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, but no, mostly like, well, and the other thing is like Oscar, like you compared like noise level of the kids as as babies. Like yeah. Simon uh, has ne- was never like a really loud crier as a baby. I mean, yeah. he had like a good cry, a good strong cry, but right. the decibel was different. Like when Oscar cries and cried as a baby, it was 
so piercing. Like a bat. It was like painful yeah. to hear. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's that's another sound that's just yeah, yeah. not... Not enjoyable. No, not enjoyable. Don't want to have that. I can't tell you. None of them are enjoyable to me on some days. No. Yeah. Some days they're so, it's so loud. And, I, and here is. <laughs> I would like to skip ahead to the part where we listen back to this show and count how many times we just say so loud. I, yeah. I don't think this, sh- this particular topic goes much deeper than like it's so loud yeah. all the time. Yeah. And. The effects of this yeah. on me as a person yeah. are really on our starting to system. impact me, right? Yeah. Like, it is, and I've, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but because yeah. we haven't specifically talked about how loud they fucking are all the time, yeah. they're joy, guys. Mm-hmm. Sounds of joy and amusement. Yeah. It's just really fucking loud. Well, and there's an evolutionary purpose for it. Yeah? Yeah. What is it? Well, <laughs> you pay you pay more attention to kids who are loud. So, like, through mm. time, the noisy mm. kid, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or whatever. The noisy ah. kids had a better chance of survival than the quiet kids. Well, then my children are going to totally outlive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> when they Do you ever, like, okay, I was going to share this moment. Like, my kids are so loud that I do think if there was ever, like... A, a, a serious situation where I needed them to be quiet, our lives depended on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- we would die. We <laughs> would die. And I think about it, there are like so many things from movies. That was not but what I expected per- you to say. In particular, okay. if this is like where my brain goes sometimes. This is so important. Yeah. All right. Uh, we were big MASH watchers, mm-hmm. the TV show MASH. Great, Great show, show, MASH. Yeah. As uh, the show evolved, very end of the show, mm-hmm. where uh, Hawkeye, uh, Alan Alda's character, mm-hmm. you know, kind of has this, like, mental break, and he can't remember, like, what caused it. Like, he, there was a scene where he was with all these um, all these people, and they were trying to hide from the enemy, and they're all in this bus together. And he's telling the therapist about it, and he's like, you know, there's this woman on the bus, and she has this chicken, and the chicken will not be quiet, and the chicken will not be quiet, and they're coming, and they're going to kill us, and the chicken won't be quiet. And so uh, they kill the chicken, and after he tells the therapist, he realizes that woman had a baby. Oh. And he had, like, separated Whoa. it and put, like, the chi- I know, this gets that really dark. Whoa. But I swear there are moments in the house where I'm just like, we are going to, you know, if we're ever, we're just going to have to march out. And just like, allow ourselves to be taken when <laughs> you know when the war starts or whatever, because my kids will not be able to be quiet. Huh? Right? Like they might like, though. You know, there's like <laughs> let's let's just hope it never. <laughs> you never get to find under out. under the floorboards. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need you to be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's we're just not <laughs> we're not there, guys. We we know like thanks to children, I am yeah. no longer prepared to outlive the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're not it. moving fast. No. Nope. We're not gonna be quiet and stealthy. We're gonna like use up all our resources immediately. <laughs> you know, gonna go through all the band-aids and batteries like the first week. <laughs> it won't be good. But it does affect me, I don't know about you, but for me, yeah. when that last child is asleep. Mm-hmm. My need for quiet. Mm-hmm. I have become like that. that yeah. parent. You know, you go to that people's old houses. Person that old person. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's your own parents or parents whose house you visited where they're like, we're going to need to keep it down. I know. Right? That's me now. I'm like, if a pot drops, like if Stefan like drops a spoon in the sink, Lose your I'm mind. like a cat stuck on the ceiling, like the cartoon, just straight up in the air. Or, you know, 
the <laughs> you turn the TV on and it blares out, or I mean, like really any. Your nerves are so shot. I I actually Jesse really hates this, but I I scream sometimes mm-hmm. if one of the dogs barks because oh. it catches me so by yeah. surprise, and I'm so tense without realizing I'm walking out around like my house with like a just like a total yeah. ball of tension. <laughs> then one of the dogs goes like, and I go like, oh, like yeah. I just it's uh, uh, it's like. Yeah, we're not making it any quieter in the house. No. It's also part of the takeaway. No, but I'm totally with you on, like, needing quiet. And, like, yeah. I never used to be—I used to always have music on. I used to yeah, always here. have music on. Yeah. Always, always, always. Driving in the car, whenever I was at home, there was always music on. <laughs> now I'm just like, oh, I don't think I can take, like, additional input right, right. now. Like, whether or the has- kids are around or not, it's like I don't want additional input of anything. I just yeah. want— Well, I feel bad because sometimes Stefan comes home— and and he becomes the additional input. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like, sure. and like, and it's yeah. so unfair to him. But he'll be like, like, he'll be getting the kids, like, you know, Katie Bell down for the last little bit, and I'll finally have my first chance to sit down and like get on the computer and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he'll like just start talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I've also lost the ability to to do anything on the to computer multitask. while oh, yeah. no. there's another stemmy. I mean, I used yeah. to be able to be like, yeah, 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 talk, 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 yeah. talk, do my project, blah, blah, no. blah. No, I'm like. Like trying to write a dumb email like yes, Teresa, I will see you on Monday. I cannot get the work That's down. what we do every Sunday, Hi, guys. guys. We send each other emails <laughs> just saying, will we see you tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. yes. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. But I can't even do it. And then I wind up like snapping like, please, just don't talk. No talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but totally. you're right about the music. What I've started to do, just to add to my old woman mystique Mm -hmm. is at dinner because it's usually just me and Katie Bell for uh, dinner Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll play music and I've started totally listening to jazz oh my god jazz makes me crazy I can't do it but I'm just like alright let's listen to some wordless jazz okay alright let's just something yeah yeah, I'm not even sure I like it. I can't. But there's something about having I know this, what like, you mean. It does yeah. steady rhythm yeah. or like whatever. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I've just started like that. I'm like, this will calm me down. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's it. good. I don't know. Mine you, is reggae. We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and the reggae, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. super mellow. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to add on the fact that this show is loud. Not the show, yeah. sorry. I don't have anything else to add to the fact that children are loud. Yeah. I think we've really cracked that nut. I think we've really <laughs> gone there. We've gone wherever it is you can go. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. It's, a fa- it's another one of our fact shows. Yep. Kids are loud. <laughs> I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 
206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Please genius me in a quiet way. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This is a genius that I got from you, actually. And I used it this past week to great success. Um, The love note for the Mm. preschooler. Um, Because as Oscar was starting his first week of daycare, Simon was having his first week in the pre-K room at school. And some of the kids were the same, but it was new teachers, new classroom, a lot of stuff different. Um, And he he did great. But, you know, it's, it's different. And I just remembered the love note thing, which we had done a couple times last year and it had been nice. So I'm yeah. like, do you want a love note? And he's like, yes. So anyways, I, I put it in his pocket and he had it. And, you know, he can't read. Yeah. But, like, I showed him, see, it says, you know, I love you, right. love mommy. And, like, so he knew what it was and it was in his pocket. His teacher sh- sent me a picture of him at nap time, he pulled it out and he fell asleep looking yeah. at it at yeah. nap time. Good job. Right? That's a good job. Yeah. And thanks for the idea. Yeah, sure. Anytime. My genius, okay, uh, Ellis and I, baby clothing store was having a massive sale. He started wearing these footy pajamas mm-hmm. and he loves them. Oh, good. And so I went to get another pair of footy pajamas. Yeah. So, so we had two. And we go into this clothing store and I'm getting the footy pajamas and he finds like the little wall of sort of baby toys. And on that, he's like, ladybug, 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 bee, 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 ladybug, bee. And it's their two little stuffed animals on a ring. It's like a baby toy that mm-hmm. you would hook on a crib or hook on yeah. a car seat or something. Yeah. Um, and he just loves it. Oh, that's so cute. And I'm so like, cute. well, then we're totally going to get this ladybug, yeah. right? So we get this, not the genius, but get the ladybug. And he's like, ladybug, ladybug, ladybug. Like the hallway home and it's super adorable. And of course, Katie Bell's like, why don't I get a ladybug? Because yeah. you got like four fucking pairs of pants. <laughs> you get pants now. Anyway, um, but we get home and we discover that you can pull that ring and it makes the uh, ladybug vibrate. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? I've seen those. So, yeah. you know, we're pulling it, pulling yeah. it. And then Alice is like, pull, 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 pull more, pull more, pull yeah. more. And I'm like, I've got to make dinner. Yeah. I'm not going to pull this toy. I have shit to do other than pull this toy. That's right. You. So I bust out those there's like you know ring chains they're like circles that you can that are all universal baby toys they're circles and they click together yeah I had a couple of those laying around. I uh, attached it to the ladybug, hooked it on the refrigerator and showed him how you could pull it down pull I can also put it on his crib pull and he can do it himself oh good just so you know, I first put it on the cabinet door, so every time he would pull, he'd whack himself with the cabinet door. Not that was not, but then we discovered something more stationary. Good work. Yeah, thank you. I am currently sitting in the parking lot at the doctor's office. We have an appointment for my almost two-year-old, and it's kind of a long drive to get here. And of course, she fell asleep on the way. And rather than go wake her up, go sit in there and have a crabby kid crawling all over everything. And waiting for 15 minutes, I called the office and said, I'm outside. My baby's napping in the car. Can you just call as soon as they're ready to take us back? And they said, yep, we sure can. No problem. So now my baby gets to sleep. I don't have to sit in the waiting room. And I asked somebody to help me. And they said yes. 
Thanks for all you do. Bye. Right? You're a genius. You're a genius. You're such a genius. Call people, people. Yeah. It's so easy. The worst they're going to say is no. Yeah. Who's going to say no, especially, I mean, like, people want to help yeah. you. Yeah, and also it's no it's no help to them to have, like, a fussy yeah. kid in the waiting room than when they could be sleeping in the car. That's right. Yeah. Genius. So genius. It's really good. Yeah. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Oh, man. As uh, quietly as you can. It's so bad. Okay. <laughs> So Simon, Simon's been asking to get an allowance for several oh, yeah. months now. And so a few months ago, Jesse and I talked about it and we decided, okay, we'll tell him that when he turns four, he can start getting an allowance yeah. <clears throat> that'll be four quarters a week. And right. we had, I had read this article, like the allowance guy article. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. basically still like trying you, to get that guy on the show. Okay. So like, <laughs> basically the, the idea is like you do three jars and you give the kid three jars. One is spend, one is save, and right. one is give. And every week when they give, when you give your kid their allowance, they decide like how to allocate the four quarters mm-hmm. or whatever amount it is amongst those three jars. They decide on their own and then Like, you just kind of, like, let them go, and you let them figure stuff out that way. So we were like, okay, we're going to do that. And so he turned four, and he asked for his allowance. And so we did did the first allowance (laughs) a couple days ago. And, like, I clearly needed to, like, go back and read the article (laughs) again and, like, be ready for, like, the the nuances of this. But, like, I felt like I basically remembered it, and it made sense to me. And Jesse's like, yeah, that sounds good. So I make (laughs) – we give him the four quarters. I make the three little jars with the labels. And then I said to Jesse, like, so I think the rule is, like, they can allocate the quarters however they want amongst the three jars, but they have to put something in each jar each week. Like, they can't just, like, put everything in one jar. Right. Like, each jar gets something. So, like, but you have four quarters in three jars. So, like, you can always put one more quarter somewhere of your choosing. And so, and Jesse's like, that makes sense. Let's do it that way. That sounds right. And I'm like, okay. So I, I give Simon the jars, and I'm, so, I'm like, so look. So he, we've, we made the mistake of giving him the four quarters, mm-hmm. then giving him the jars and explaining what each of them are for, mm-hmm. and then telling him You've you have it. to put at least one in each jar. Well, immediately his four-year-old brain is like, I don't want to give any of this away. Right. I just got it. I don't want to give this away. No, I'm not going to put it in the gift. I don't want to give it away. So I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not being clear about like what that is for. Because I know he has like a generous spirit. So why don't we talk about right. what that's going to go towards? So we say, this, there's all these options of different things you can, yeah. you can be giving your money towards. I am thinking of things that, you know, he cares about. Right. Like, you know, other kids who need toys or, you know, <laughs> animal shelter. You know, I'm yeah. thinking of like hungry family, you know, whatever. Like thinking of things to like entice him to... No, I don't want to give any of this away. He immediately starts crying and flipping out, tantruming, oh, tantruming yeah. that I'm asking him to, to give. give. He's he's holding and guarding his precious four quarters that he's been waiting for <laughs> for months. Say, you know, right. and I'm trying to explain. You'll get another allowance next week. Like, yeah. it's fucking quarters. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was horrible. <laughs> and at this point, I just turned to Je- and I'm like, Jesse, can you? And right. he's like, Simon, let's. And he's trying. We're both failing fucking right. failing yes. at making this make any sense to him and we ultimately just go you know what Simon we'll just talk about it tomorrow like we're gonna put it away we I said mommy and daddy clearly did a really bad job of like explaining <laughs> this to you and like let's just like take a break from this and we'll right. talk about it tomorrow <laughs> And, like,
like that was like five days ago and I still haven't like, like had time it. to go back and read the article yeah. or like deal with it at all. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, whatever that was, we definitely started yeah. off the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Did not do that right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, you are horrible. Uh, yeah. You've ruined your son's chance of understanding money and responsibility. <laughs> And, and clearly you haven't been teaching him <laughs> generosity no. uh, for his four-year-old brain to try and process. Right. Oh, mothers and fathers, horrible. <laughs> um, I, and I know you're going to say it's not a fail, but this is a fail. Okay, I'll, I got a I'll really, I got a bad a haircut, guys. And, um, I, and here's the thing. She, uh, to be okay. fair, she gave me a good haircut. Like okay. the technical cutting of my hair was fine. Mm-hmm. I just went in without a clear vision mm-hmm. and I went in without clear instruction and we had had some good experiences to date uh, and I just felt like I needed I let the hair yeah. go like too long. It was in horrible shape. Yeah. The color was bad and the whole nine yards. And I just went in and I wasn't clear. And as a result, I got something I really didn't like. You know, you always like want to leave feeling like amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. And I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one of those moments where, like, she spins me around a chair, and I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and she, like, she, or her daughter and my daughter are friends who go to the same school, yeah. so she was, like, checking up on me today. And I was like, look, I got to tell you, you did a fine job. I just don't like it. Uh-huh. And, like, that's that's what this is. And that's nothing you can technically control. And in, like, three weeks, it'll be fine. But, like, it just stinks right now. And, like, I'm still going to—we're still going to work together. We're still going to sort oh. this out. But, like, it just— it's just that that time for I'm me. I'm sorry. That's yeah, sucks. yeah. Not doing the best in the self care like area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you need that like emotional boost. Totally. Oh, totally. <sighs> it's been really, really hot here lately. Um, we're in Canada. It's been about 34 degrees every day. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's very hot. <laughs> There's a heat stroke advisory, and so we've been stuck inside in an air conditioned places. We haven't been able to go to the park to go for a walk for about a week now and this morning my 19 month old woke up an hour and a half earlier than normal but what that meant is she was in her breakfast by 7 a.m and it was still a little cool outside so i thought okay let's let's get outside we all need to get outside so i get her in her tricycle and put her hat or her helmet on i leash up the dog we have an 80 pound dog and we go for a stroll and we come upon a dog park, which I've never seen before. And so I think, well, that's great. You, you know, the baby can walk and the dog can run around. And so I unleash the dog and she goes running and I take the baby out of her tricycle and she wants her helmet off. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Why would you need your helmet on running around the field? So we're all playing. It's great fun. The baby's chasing the dog. She's laughing. The dog's chasing sticks. Everybody's happy. And then I decide to throw a stick for the dog, and I throw it as hard as I can. And the dog turns, and with all of her 80 pounds mm-hmm. of muscle, runs as fast as she can straight into my baby. Mm-hmm. Head first into baby's chest. Baby goes backwards, smacks her head. Now, we're, we are in a field, so at least she landed on grass, but she slid. She slid so far that her pants and her diaper are now full of dirt, grass clippings and what have you. So baby's screaming, dogs barking, everyone else walking around the dogs and looking at me like I'm the most terrible mother in the world. And then we got to do our half hour walk home 
with me carrying the baby, trying to control the very upset 80-pound dog, baby screaming in my ear, and I'm pushing the damn tricycle. It's amazing. Yeah. It's such like a series of un... Foreseeable events, and by the way, with the whole helmet thing, we're not going to keep, keep gonna our help. kids in helmets all the time. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, then everybody grows around with an odd-shaped yeah. head. Yeah. Um, the I'm sorry. Yeah. That sucks. It really sucks that you tried to take your children and animal out when it wasn't 100 degrees. <laughs> and I do like the the real fail moment to me is the moment where you like you've got to walk back. You have to yeah. push the fucking tricycle, the tricycle while you're holding it. It's like yeah. so... It's too many things. It's too many things. Yeah. Well, you're doing a horrible job <laughs> at too many things. <laughs> Hang in there. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem Teresa, yes. I am very excited about today. Today, we are calling someone who has affected my life greatly. Are you ready? Yes. All right. This week, we are talking to the creative mind behind the music series Rockabye Baby, where they take amazing bands and turn their music into equally amazing lullabies, Lisa Roth. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for helping me put my children to sleep, or <laughs> at least make it a more tolerable process. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, before we get into the music, uh, we're going to ask you a question that we ask everyone uh, on the show. And we were speaking beforehand that this question got miscommunicated to you. So we might ask you both questions just for fun today. So the first one is, who lives in your house? Yeah. <laughs> Who lives in my house? Me and my imaginary friend. That's who lives in my house. My six-year-old daughter's right there with you, too. (laughs) What does your imaginary friend do? Because my daughter talks to unicorns. Well, it depends which day it is. (laughs) The imaginary friend can be many things. Wow. I'm excited. Tell us more. Tell us more. (laughs) Well, sometimes I like to go solo. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be the angry, resentful, argumentative, (laughs) imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be the calm, Mm. flowing, going with the flow, imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. Often it's the anxious, (laughs) overthinking, worrying, waking up in the middle of the night, imaginary friend. But I figure if I project it all on the imaginary friend, yeah. it won't age me. Yeah, it's well, genius. It's genius. Let, is let genius. your friend take on all of that yeah. crap, you know? That's right. Yeah, they're the asshole who just showed yeah. up with all that all that baggage. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into uh, the Rockabye Baby music series. Now, I am I'm always surprised when I know about something, heaven forbid, other people might not know about it, um, given that I only know very few things, and I have been proven many times that I know nothing about what's going on in the world. <laughs> so I cling to those things that I do know about. Um, I am very familiar with the Rock by Baby series. I uh, have had, for the last six years, since my first daughter was born, uh, the Pixies uh, oh. version of the CD, because they were one of my favorite bands. But um, before we get into that, I'd love for you to just to tell us a little bit about 
what the series is about and how it came about for those who may not know. Well, sure. First of all, I'm thrilled you know about it (laughs) and that you like it. And since I now know the Pixies is one of your favorite bands, I know a lot about you. (laughs) So I was actually looking for a baby shower gift when I first started working at this label 10 years ago. And I really didn't see anything out there that is what I would call Mm parent-friendly. There was nothing cool, nothing that appeals to the adult with a sense of humor or a sense of irony. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I work at a label now. Maybe we can do something about this. And my coworker at the time, Valerie Aiello, had a similar idea and... About a year later, Rockabye Baby was born, and it's lullaby, like you described, lullaby renditions of everyone's favorite rock bands and rap artists and kind of other things in between. And, um, yeah, that's how it came to be, and that's what it is, and it's been doing very well. And I think it's because it appeals to the adult. Yeah, yeah, no, I want to talk about two things right there. One, you were saying, you know, there's nothing really for the adults. And, and, you know, the Pixies is, for me, a really good example. You know, one of my favorite lullaby songs on there is actually one of my favorite songs that I would never think could be turned into a lullaby, which is gigantic, which is about which is about nothing really appropriate for babies. Exactly. And I'll just leave it with that, uh, <laughs> what that song's about. Um, but so it's really fun. It's it's it doesn't sound. This is what I like about it is that it doesn't sound like kids' music. It sounds like something really relaxing, but it's also of songs that I love. And like you said, there's sort of a wink. There's sort of like my husband and I, when we're totally sleep deprived, can kind of joke about the fact that um, our kids are going to sleep listening to say gigantic right but i mean you know and so so you you i I will have to say as a listener you you nailed that good job because i think that can get lost but i wanted to ask um have there have there ever been it's a really diverse group of bands that you have you have everybody from like the beatles which i think is a pretty natural fit actually and then you have like eminem you know, and you're like, now, does that work? And it, it's miraculous how much some of these songs work. But have you ever found, like, been like, oh, I really want to do so-and-so, and it doesn't work? Like, it just, I mean, have you ever had a band not work? When And do you try and approach it before you ask the band if they're willing to do it? Well, we always, um, we start by contacting the publishers of each song, and we obtain licenses mm-hmm. up front. If we, you know, it's all done on the up and up. So as far as technically, legally being able to do these songs, we're able to do that. What you're asking also is artistically, can it be translated? And we have yet to have a problem with that. And that's where the creative challenge comes in, because we deconstruct each and every song and put it back together using our palette. And over 10 years almost, we know the little tricks Mm. that it takes to take, say, like a heavy metal song with a lot of minor chords, which is a doom, doom, you know, very (laughs) scary sound. The little things we need to do using our palette of instruments to make that 
palatable for both a tiny little baby and a parent who is a fan of said artist. So, you know, we have some great producers, a handful of producers all over the U.S. who we give them the song, they deconstruct it, put it back together, send it to me and my listening partner, James Curtis, and we make copious notes, (laughs) send it back, and one song goes back and forth three, eight, ten, twelve wow. times before we get it to where we love it, before it has a balance of recognizability along with that kind of whimsy and, yeah. Well, do you think, I, I, sort of two more related questions, and, and maybe one cancels the other out, but like in, in, because of this specific genre of lullaby that you're doing, what makes a good lullaby, or is that less of a question when you're dealing with songs that are already so appealing or already so good? I mean, it's not like you're picking a band who sucks. <laughs> you're picking right. you're picking music that is already a classic. So does, you know, is that all you need, or is there really a trick to making a good lullaby? Right. Well, classics, not every song we do is a classic. In fact, when we pick a track list, we try to have classic hits from that artist, like, you know, deep catalog yeah. for the real fan, <laughs> and then my favorite. Oh, that's <laughs> so, nice, yeah. Um, so the thing that that makes it work most, you hit on, and that is the amount of irony. So if we did, you know, James Taylor, which we haven't, um, (laughs) that's already, not because I don't love him, my very first album I ever owned. Right. But it's already very lullaby-like. Right. That the artist that would be the antithesis, like Eminem or someone like that, really make the best lullaby not only because a parent gets to hear it with no lyrics no you know worry that way um but it's you know you can um you can enjoy the irony of it like saying lullaby renditions of james taylor isn't as fun as saying (laughs) lullaby renditions of tool or metallica (laughs) or eminem Right. So those make the best. They okay. do. And hopefully there's something for everyone, but we choose our artists very specifically. And that's one of the ways we do it. Oh, well, that ties in so nicely to my last question, which is, you know, I, I have great respect for what you do. And it's always sometimes I never want to bring up other connections that our guests have sometimes that I think distracts from their individual work. But you are uh David Lee Roth's sister. So my question was, did you really want to make a Van Halen version of the CD or did you just do it to not be weird? And did you have to make it the first one? Or could you have been like, you know, I need to be cool and not say I'm going to do Van Halen to like the third one? <laughs> first of all, great question. I waited seven years. Nice. <laughs> Were you just doing that to fuck with them? <laughs> no. It's never good policy to work with family, right. number one. Nice. Number two, I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing because I love my brother and I wanted to give him his props. Nice. Um, 
And honestly, not just because it's Van Halen, but it's one of my favorites because the producer, Leo Flynn, is one of our best producers. And the little nuances Mm. in that particular recording is so great. Nice. But yes, I waited. (laughs) Because I'm a smart girl, me and my imaginary friends. <laughs> yeah, that one showed up at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lisa, we really appreciate you being on the show. And again, there were a number of nights and are still a number of nights because I have a almost two-year-old where we bust that out. And it is very calming for us and enjoyable for us and for our kids. So thank you so much for doing this project and continuing to do it. And we'll hook everybody up with the website so they can check out the full catalog that you offer. Thank you so much. Oh, you guys, thank you and good luck to you guys. I love your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. you. All right. Take it easy. You too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. thought that was awesome yeah that was it's, cool it's really cool it really was it really guys it's a really great idea uh i just outroed actually on my favorite gigantic song so everybody wake up <laughs> uh i don't know that was a lot of fun absolutely yeah i love it and she all her imaginary friends live in my house too yeah yeah they're, they're everywhere they're everywhere <laughs> they're quiet at least that's except it except for the one who shows up at two o'clock in the morning oh, when true. i'm trying to sleep yeah well, uh, you know who else shows up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Who? And you know who else is incredibly loud? Who? A mom having a breakdown. <laughs> it's time for a mom rant. I have a rant. Um, my oldest son, he's 17 years old, he'll be 18 next month, has been taking clean clothes, but it's his responsibility to fold and throwing them back in the dirty clothes. And I wasn't catching on to it. I thought it seemed like there was a lot of clothes until I saw a blanket that I had specially washed. It's one of the fancy blankets with the fringe on it. You have to wash those things cold by themselves so they don't, you know, put a chokehold on the rest of the laundry. And dried it and, and took special care to make sure it was washed and dried. And I find it in the dirty clothes. I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I told him not to do this several times so i don't know i i left him a text you know he's 18 that's what the kids do these days and yeah i wasn't nice so maybe that's partially a fail but this isn't the first time he's heard it and i'm not going to be washing clean clothes endlessly i'm done i'm done and he's just going to have to figure out how to fix this mess himself. <laughs> He's a good kid. It just, I cannot keep washing clean clothes. That is insane. I, I, this is the, one of my favorite rants of all times. Mm-hmm. This is so great. Yeah. 
A, I totally want to go out and, like, hang out with this woman mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Two, every person in existence has been that your 17-year-old son. Yeah. Okay? It would just be so much easier. I'm just going to dump this. And I, I, and, uh, I don't have time to— I'm just going to put it back in the dirty clothes. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, that yeah. is— it, that is that is a fact. What mm-hmm. your son is doing mm-hmm. is a fact. It's a fact of life. And uh, I, I love that Teresa for just this brief moment. Like I had this like look of, oh my god, that's totally gonna happen. Yeah. Right. Like that's gonna happen. Yeah. And I, what I really envision is the beginning of a beautiful, passive aggressive mm-hmm. battle between you and your son. Where if it was me yeah. and I was done, I would take those said same clean clothes mm-hmm. out of the laundry basket and dump them on his bed. Mm. And then just let the cycle be. You know where these go. Like, put a note. You know where these go, mm-hmm. right? Maybe put a note in the laundry basket. Do they go here? Mm-hmm. They don't go here, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm a horrible... I'm going to be a horrible mother of a teenager. <laughs> or just don't go into the laundry basket anymore. He can take yeah. care of it, right? Oh, that's another good one. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. There's plenty of clean clothes in there for now, anyway. Yeah, he can just go come in there and out. get some clean clothes if you want. I hope you have two laundry baskets. One that just says, jerk son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one that says normal, you know, members of this family who yeah. know how to do their laundry. Yeah. Well, you are doing an amazing job. My, sorry, I just yeah. have to say, my favorite part about this call is how she's just so kind of like, what the fuck? Like, she's just yeah. like sitting there like, I don't even know yeah. what to say about this other than what? Yeah. Like, re- uh, d- like yeah. she's kind of at a loss for words. She's just like, well, get, by I the don't time, know. By the time your kid's like 18, yeah. you've been through this like cycle of, all right, am I going to let this one go or am I just going to do it? Right. Or am I going to make them learn? Right. Like, those are your three choices. Right. Let it go. Do it for them. Yeah. You know, just fucking do it. Yeah. Or uh, teach make them that, teach them a lesson. Yeah. Right. And so like she's so like in the yeah. middle of all that right yeah. now. Because like part of you could hear it like in her voice. Which, uh, you know, there's yeah. a voice that's like, just fold them and put them in the goddamn drawer. Yeah. Right? You know? But yeah. I also really like the 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 blankets. The blanket. Choke holding the rest of your laundry. Yeah. I love it. You're doing such a good You're job. You're doing such a good You're job. You're doing a good job. You are a hero for mothers everywhere. <laughs> Hang in there. You are doing a good job. Teresa. Yeah. Oh, I love this show so much because the takeaway is kids are loud. Mm-hmm. It's a fact show. Yep. You're welcome, guys. Um, and probably we're loud, too. But we... Actually, we are kind of loud. We're kind we're, of loud. Each of us is kind of loud. Yeah. We deserve to be loud. So that's why our kids are loud. Maybe other uh, people's kids aren't as loud. That's true. Now, there are definitely times where Steph and I just walk around making, like, weird, loud noises. And then I'll look at them and be like, this is why our kids are making these weird, loud noises. <laughs> why can't we have any quiet in this house? <laughs> Lisa Roth was awesome. Yep. The CDs are great. Uh, you know, I, we'll just we'll just do a little little show housekeeping here and tell you about a couple of things that are coming up. Uh, the first one is we have a meetup coming up, guys, in Atlanta. Yeah, there's going to be a meetup in Atlanta, a listener meetup. We can't be there, guys. We don't live in, in or Atlanta. near Atlanta. <laughs> so we won't be there, but it's going to be great, I'm sure. It's yep. going to be awesome. Listener organized meetup. Bring your children and your lunch. Nice. Uh, Saturday, September 19th from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. in P. Piedmont Park, nice, which is at 10th Street and Charles Allen Drive in Atlanta. Uh, look for this. We'll also have it up 
online on our regular Facebook page. Yeah, we can put it on our Facebook page. I will definitely put it up as an event on MaximumFun.org. Nice. So if you go to MaximumFun.org, we have a whole column of events in the right-hand bar, and I'll put it up there. I'll put the info there. Yeah, and remember, if any of you guys want to host a One Bad Mother meetup uh, just to get a chance to get out and meet other listeners and find some like-minded folks, uh, just let us know, and we'll help promote it here on the show and online. Um, Also, you can check us out on Twitter. You can follow us at One Bad Mothers with an S on the end. You can follow Teresa at at Teresa Thorne. You can follow me at Biz Ellis. Um, You can check us out on Facebook. Don't forget, there's a public page that everyone can see what you say on it. And then there's the private group where you have to get permission to be a part of it, where only members of that group will see what you say. There's been a little crossover recently, guys, so be careful. Um, That link is currently on our public Facebook page for you to find pretty easily. Yeah, and you can also, we post show notes every single week on Mm MaximumFun.org, and you just click on One Bad Mother. There's a bunch bunch of different Maximum Fun shows. You click on One Bad Mother, new episodes are posted there every single week, and that's where you'll find things like links to our guests, you know, books and products mm-hmm. and you can also find a link to sign up for our newsletter which is literally just once a week we send you <laughs> an affirmation like saying you're a good job you're doing a good job yep. and we send you a link to the new show so everybody thank you as always for listening and being so supportive of us and each other you guys are doing a really good job yeah you are Teresa, yes you are doing a good job Thank you. I know that things are a little emotionally high right now. They are. But you are killing it. Thank you. Biz, so are you. Thank you. Uh, Everybody, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues, got to low down mama blues, you know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama through. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.